Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. Well, used to be anyway. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing, from step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins. Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite, bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Should Tommy DeVito remain the starting quarterback for the New York Giants for the remainder of the 2023-2024 NFL season? Ed Valentine of Big Blue View here with your Valentine's Views podcast for Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and we'll talk about DeVito and perhaps a couple of other topics today. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View radio network. Network, excuse me. All right, let's talk about uh, what the Giants should do at quarterback for the remainder of the 2023-2024 season. I've addressed this in a couple of other places briefly on our last podcast with uh, with Tony Del Genio and in a column on Tuesday at Big Blue View. So you can read some of my thoughts there, but I thought I would uh, I would devote the majority or the entirety of a show to the DeVito Taylor topic. So so here goes. Listen, what I what I have said all along before Sunday's game against the Commanders, I wrote at Big Blue View that if things didn't go well for DeVito, which they really hadn't in in prior weeks in the start against Las Vegas when you know when the Giants scored all of 6 points in his uh in his debut, you know, against the Jets when the Giants wouldn't let him throw a pass in the second half. Look made it look like they didn't have any faith in the young man. Things hadn't gone really well and what I wrote on Sunday was if things didn't go well, it wouldn't have surprised me to see Matt Barkley, the veteran quarterback the Giants signed, you know, due to the injuries to Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor wouldn't have surprised me to see Barkley get into that game at some point. Obviously, DeVito flipped the script. Obviously, he had a tremendous game. He's the toast of New York and New Jersey at this point. He's he's Tommy Toughness. He's he, he's what, whatever you want to call him at this point. Daniel Jones said the other day, you know, DeVito is Jersey to the core. Everyone loves the DeVito story at this point. Five touchdown passes in his last two games, something that no one has done in their first two starts as a Giants quarterback since 1950. First uh, three touchdown passes on Sunday, something Daniel Jones hadn't done since the end of the 2019 season when he threw five touchdown passes in a game, which I believe was also against Washington. But DeVito basically flipped that script. He made it, he, he, he gave the Giants something to believe in. He gave them something to feel good about in what's been an awful season. But I cannot sit here and say that one game guaranteed him the right to start at quarterback 
for the remainder of the 2023 season. I think as it sits here today, as we sit here today, I would still start Tyrod Taylor in week 14 when the Giants come back from their bye week. They play the Patriots this Sunday. Then the Giants have their bye week, which is the latest possible bye week, week 13. After that, Taylor should be ready to come off injured reserve. If he's ready to come off injured reserve after his rib injury, he's still a 13-year veteran. He still understands defenses more, you know, better than, than Tommy DeVito does. He showed prior to his injury that he can still play. He can still make throws. He can still move around. He probably at this point in his career has better pocket presence than DeVito. A lot of the the sacks that DeVito gave up, he suffered nine sacks on Sunday against the Commanders. When you look at pro football focus, pro football focus grades pass blocking. They assign sacks to players who gave them up. They only assigned three sacks on Sunday to Giants blockers. One to Saquon Barkley for missing a block and two to offensive linemen. That meant that the other six were free, unblocked runners who, and the, those sacks couldn't be assigned to anyone or those sacks were on DeVito himself for simply holding the ball too long, for not getting it out when it needed to be thrown Brian Dable made it clear that some of the sacks were on DeVito as well. So a lot of really good things from DeVito on Sunday, but still the, the pocket presence, the awareness, the ability to get the ball out on time under pressure, the ability to, 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 uh, to make a play when his first read isn't available is still something that the young man, an undrafted rookie free agent, still has to develop. And I'm not saying he can't or won't, but it is currently something that is is lacking in his game. And right now, you would have to say that Tyrod Taylor, 13 years in the league, you know, a fairly accomplished guy, a guy the Giants paid a decent amount of money to, to be their backup for Daniel Jones. On paper, you would say that Tyrod Taylor probably gives the Giants the best chance to, to win, especially when I look at it, when you consider that, that two of the Giants' final five games, when they come back from the bye, two of those games are going to be against the Philadelphia Eagles, who, you know, they beat Kansas City on Monday night. They're they very well could be the best team in the NFC this season. They very well could be headed back to the Super Bowl again. But we know that the Philadelphia Eagles, with that pass rush and with that tremendous front seven they have on defense, can make life miserable for a quarterback. My gut feeling right now is that Tyrod Taylor is probably better equipped because of his experience to handle whatever the Eagles can throw at him. That said, there is a game for the New York Giants this Sunday. The Giants are facing the Bill Belichick-coached New England Patriots. We know that Belichick has a history of making life miserable for young quarterbacks. The Patriots are coming off of a bye week. Belichick will have a plan 
to do exactly that, to make Tommy DeVito's life miserable, to try to confuse him, to try to put pressure on him, to try to get DeVito to make mistakes. I think that if you remember a few years back when Sam Darnold was a young quarterback, said he was seeing ghosts in a game against the Patriots. So it does happen to young quarterbacks. They do make mistakes. They do see things maybe that that aren't actually going on, you know, at times against a Bill Belichick defense. However, this is obviously with the Patriots at two and eight, limping through an awful season, not the Patriots team of old, but still something to keep in mind with, with this coming game, with this game coming up on Sunday. I look at this game though, and you know, if if the wheels come off for DeVito or if he struggles, if he doesn't have a good game, I think that kind of as good as the story has been with DeVito, as much of a shot in the arm as he's given this team, if he doesn't play well on Sunday, that makes the decision to go back to Tyrod Taylor for the remainder of the season fairly easy. If he does play well, then I think you have a real discussion that the Giants have to have with Brian Dable, with Joe Shane, with Mike Kafka concerning whether they want to stay with the young quarterback, thinking that he could really develop into something and maybe be a number two or a number three quarterback, a guy they would want to keep on the roster next year, or whether going with the experience, the mobility of Taylor would still be the best thing to do. If, if DeVito is lights out again against the Patriots that is going to make it very, very difficult for the Giants not to continue to play him, you know, at least once the you know, once they come back from the bye and and perhaps until he shows them that he runs up against the challenge that he's not ready for, perhaps, you know, perhaps against the Eagles or or whatever. But if he has another really outstanding game then I think it's going to be difficult for the Giants to to uh, to take him out of the lineup. If he struggles, as I said, I think that makes it fairly easy to go back to Tyrod Taylor. And listen, another reason why this is an interesting and difficult decision for the Giants is that it's not just about the quarterback position. It's an easy argument to make to say, well, the Giants are three and eight. They're out of it. Play the young kid and see what he has. And I understand that argument and I don't disagree with it. The the issue is that you have to be fair to the entire 53 man roster. You have to be fair to the coaching staff, to the guys that are that are are coaching for their jobs, guys that are playing for their jobs, guys that are putting their bodies on the line. And the Giants aren't just looking at the backup quarterback. They need to see development from Jalen Hyatt. They need to see development from Wandale Robinson. They need to see which offensive linemen they want to go forward with the remainder of the season. Can they see those things with Tommy DeVito? Is it fair? To the offense, if you if DeVito struggles and you continue to run him out there, is it fair to those players? Is it fair to the defenders who have 
been who played you know against Washington the defense played really well but is it fair to those guys many of those guys also trying to develop many of those guys playing for their jobs playing for their careers so what the Giants need to do is make the decision that they think is not best for Tommy DeVito they have to make the decision that they think is best for the entire roster if I had to make that decision today, as I've said, I think I would make that decision in favor of starting Tyrod Taylor simply based on his experience. Once you factor in what happens this coming Sunday against the Patriots, that might change. We'll talk about that more once we get there. But right now with the information that I have, as good a story as Tommy DeVito is, I think I would still go back to Tyrod Taylor as the starting quarterback. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. Well, used to be anyway. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins. Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a smart water alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. All right. Something else I wanted to talk about here on the podcast today is the issue of tanking. Again, this is something that, that I have talked about a lot lately. I've written about a lot lately. A lot of Giants fans at this point in the season with the way things are going, a lot of Giants fans are concerned only about where the Giants end up picking in the 2024 NFL draft. And I certainly understand that. Look, if you're if you're interested in a quarterback, there's a lot of of belief that Caleb Williams of USC and Drake May of North Carolina are the best two quarterbacks and are likely to go first and second in the draft. If you don't have one of the first two picks, then you're going to have to trade up and give up draft capital, or you're going to miss out on one of those two guys. I get that. That's that's obvious. It's apparent. But for me, as I've said, winning games, there's always value in winning games. And look, I think there's, there's example after example after example throughout NFL history of teams maybe getting the number one overall pick or trading up for the number one overall pick or or you know getting the quarterback that they wanted and being wrong. Yes, there's there's Peyton Manning going one and Ryan Leaf going number two. Yes, there's Trevor Lawrence going number one and Zach Wilson going number two. But there's also last year Bryce Young going number one and CJ Stroud going number two. There's Brock Purdy being a seventh round pick, 
There's Desmond Ritter, who's been playing a lot for for the Atlanta Falcons, and I know that's a weaker argument, but Desmond Ritter, I think, was a second-round pick. And Lamar Jackson is the one I wasn't thinking about, but Lamar Jackson was the 32nd overall pick in the draft the year that the Baltimore Ravens took him. I think he was the fifth quarterback selected. Just because you don't have the first or second pick doesn't mean you can't get your quarterback. Maybe the best quarterback in the 2024 class is going to be Jaden Daniels. Maybe it's going to be J.J. McCarthy. Maybe it's going to be Michael Penix. I don't know at this point. We don't know until those players get into the NFL and we see what happens. So me personally, I don't worry about the draft until it's time to worry about the draft. I believe that winning always has value we see how much joy the players have gotten from from winning on Sunday, from beating the Washington Commanders for the second time this season. We've seen how much the the whole Tommy DeVito story has kind of uplifted the spirits of of a team that was that was down in the dumps, that was starting to show frustration, that I'm sure was starting to wonder if the things that they were doing were worthwhile. And you know, winning once in a while always helps you sell your program to a team and it helps Brian Dayball in the locker room and it helps Joe Shane as he as he deals with with Giants ownership it helps to get players to continue to buy into what you're trying to sell it helps young players and the Giants have a tremendously young locker room it helps young players develop and learn and continue to try to do the right things to win once in a while, to experience success, to know that the things that they're doing can and will pay off if they continue to do them. And I think the Giants, we've we've talked about this at Big Blue View, I think the Giants have played the second youngest roster in the league in terms of, of snaps played this season. Tremendously important for these guys not to accept losing, not to only learn losing. Tremendously important for them to learn that playing every snap and playing hard and forcing turnovers and being physical and and making the right plays and, and not committing penalties can lead to victory. So I'm always one who believes that winning, especially with a young roster, is a good thing. Was having a uh, a chat online with with Big Blue Views Chris Flum the other day, and I know that Chris is one who is is worried about the Giants' draft position and and wouldn't mind seeing the Giants lose some games. And, and as I said, I I I don't I don't I don't agree with that stance, but I'm not going to criticize people for having it. It is what it is. Um, I understand being concerned about about the draft position and wanting a better draft choice. But I, one of the things that I will say is, look, if the Giants have the fifth pick or the seventh pick or the eighth pick or whatever, and Joe Shane and Brian Dable sit in a room and decide that they have got to have Drake May and they think Drake May is going to go number two in the draft, they will go get Drake May they will put together a package that will allow them to go and make the pick that they want to make. So if they want that player, they'll go get that player. Whatever the ramifications, whatever the cost is, they'll make that happen. So I'm not worried about that. 
But in my conversation with Chris, one of the things that I realized is I think it's easier when you're an outsider, when you don't see these players on any sort of a regular basis, when you don't get into the locker room, when you don't have at least some familiarity with what they go through. I think it's easier to say, oh, the Giants should tank. They should just lose every game. It doesn't matter. Well, you know what? It matters to those players. It matters to the coaches. Those players are the ones who put their bodies on the line every single week. They are the ones who put their careers on the line every single time they step on the field. Those coaches are trying to advance their careers. They're trying to make a living to support their families. It's their job. It's their livelihood. Losing games, going 2-15, and 15, going 3-14 and 14 isn't going to help them keep their job. It's not going to help them get their next job. So they want to win. They're doing everything possible. They're putting in tremendous hours studying and preparing to try to win. And players are doing the same. And, and perhaps it's different for me because I've seen these players in the locker room. I've seen Giants players after games and after practices. I've seen them struggle to to bend their knees and 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 move and move well enough. I've seen them have a hard time putting their clothes on because they were in so much pain and yet they were dragging themselves out to the field trying to play. I've seen players go straight to the x-ray room after games and then drag themselves into the locker room and, and have a hard time getting their uniform off after games because they were uncomfortable. I've seen how exhausted some of these men are after these 60-minute battles on a football team. I've seen some of the bruises. I've seen some of the scars. I've seen some of these guys suffer injuries and spend seasons you know zipping around the locker room on a scooter or or going through the locker room on crutches when they couldn't play so maybe for me it's a little bit different you know because i've seen some of that and i've seen these guys you know go to the weight room when i'm at practice i've seen how many hours they put and i've seen them study on their ipads so so maybe for me my perspective is is shaped a little bit by the fact that I do get to be in the locker room. I do get to talk to some of these guys. I do get to see firsthand some of what they go through. I've seen them peel, you know, layers and layers and layers of tape and, you know, off of their bodies. And I've seen some of the massive braces that, that guys that, that have suffered knee injuries have to wear. And so so I'm a little bit more in tune and maybe a little bit more empathetic because of what they go through and because of seeing what they go through. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to talk about the issue of tanking and talk a little bit more in depth about why I simply am not uh, one who will ever sit here and say that, that losing is a good thing uh, for the New York Giants. Anyway, Giants fans, that's our show for today. Hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. 
And uh, hope you guys also stick with Big Blue View for all of your Giants Patriots coverage this week and for anything and everything that you need in regards to the New York Giants. Have a great holiday. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.